Last time on the Dungeon Patrol, the party mourned the death of the legendary elf named Helig. They learned of his last days and agreed to fulfill his final request. Before their journey could continue, they shared news with the reluctant knight and caused him to have a change of heart. With their own promises to keep, they continued north to Falling Water. What fortunes await our heroes in that fair city? Find out now. Gosh, episode 20. Oh. The big 20. The big 2 That's kind yeah. of a milestone. Yeah. 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 Out of our teens. Out of our teens. Oh, yeah. We're, things, but still not we're, quite mature. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Not old enough to drink or anything. We have a little bit of debt, but not a whole lot. Right? Not yet. <laughs> yeah, not yet. Uh, yeah, so here we are. Uh, you guys, uh, last time, you have had a lot of, uh, learned a lot and uh so much yeah and you started uh, uh you had a big debate and your favorite cleric of ilo uh sort of convinced everyone that uh, needed to go forth and keep on you know the original uh route to uh falling water and old home he wins this round <laughs> Thora had her piece in the, the say yeah, too. Yeah, it. it was it was pretty that. much 3 to 1. <laughs> Thora is very sensible. So um and uh so that was that was uh, good and you guys convinced uh one of the local lords to you know do his duty and send his men uh north you uh got a cool new uh weapon oh. type thing I'll call it toy for now yeah new toy, toy. Um, so Helig's ghost hand is now, now yours, Bjorn. So maybe Bjorn's Do ghost proud. hand. Yeah. Bjorn ghost hand. Um, and, uh, you know, took care of a, a lot of business and learned a lot about, uh, a little bit about your background, your mentor yeah. and his mentor and, uh, what's going on in that area and, uh, shed some light on that. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a cool cool thing. Not a lot of action, not a lot of fighting, but uh, a lot of information. We so. were going for the Oscar, yes, back then. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think the next episode is, uh, you know, what's coming up uh, should be hopefully a uh, at least build to something. Some so Cull uh, Show has an excuse to get his sword out. Yes. Okay. Does he ever I mean, need one? I mean, the fans they're asking. They for want it. Demand. They were sword. driving in their cars last week, and they're like, yeah. I, he hasn't pulled his sword out yet. Right. I, I didn't see those posts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're, they were there. Did you Using buy any new dice for this uh, no, recently? I have all the dice. Yeah, all they the, just sit there yeah, tainting each other. I mean, literally the have all the luck is Three just Three complete box out of sets are here in front of me, plus my, my dice tray. Uh, yeah, I have... Probably a dozen D20s right now. Nice. Options. We found out that we need uh, to work through them. Possibly your wit, if it was as sharp as your sword last episode, or your romantic. His game. So, yeah, his, his game. game. Don't, hate, don't hate the player. Hate the game. <laughs> 
and, and that's well so you don't really there's still tons of things you don't know about Cole show but yeah he doesn't have he doesn't have any game oh, you, <laughs> but there's but that's oh, like he part, tries that's he like tried. part of his story <laughs> right, right. Yeah. right no so that's I, I think we know that Cole I mean, show does not have game when you're as suave as I am in real life it's hard to play down right, right, right. my eyebrow <laughs> Bjorn's eyebrows raised when I saw you galloping away you know all oiled up and long haired mm-hmm. flowing through the Fabio kind of style I mean it's I read that in a book oh no I didn't <laughs> when Aleron wonders why he continues to hang out with you you know it's moments like that that Oh God! I reassure you. I would call him a friend, an acquaintance, maybe. <laughs> Met him on the road. Know nothing about the guy. Apologies. Look, look at those well-greased delts. Think <laughs> <laughs> he's extra large for his. It from takes his a lot of work to kit. look this good. <laughs> uh, well, that was that was cool. You you made your move. I, I think you uh, left an impression. That's for sure. Uh, with Lhasa. And, and, wait, and Lhasa is a an elf. Right. Okay. Just so she's like... Out of his league, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Like, she, he's just like an infant to her. That's like, that's kind of racist. A little judgmental. It's like a strider. You know, yeah. was, well, if I could the give case, her the best, uh, you know, 40 years of her life. <laughs> Even if it's like a thousand years, yeah, that's true. Yeah, okay. Actually, we don't. I don't know how long elves live in this world. Four hundred, four or five. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. You so wanna, you got a ways to go. How it, old are you, Aleron? Um, uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of youngish, yeah, um, like a hundred and something. Yeah, yeah, you know, sort of getting mature, but not. Yep, not old enough to drive yet. No. <laughs> Uh, so you guys, uh, you traveled through Crowsbury back to the caravan route and started heading north, uh, to falling water. Finally. Finally. Aleron's going to be happy when you get there, collect that gold that you have coming to you. Um, but. Do we know any traveling songs? Oh, do you? I don't know. Do you? Well, you've got I, drums. I've got the bongos. Yeah. Let's, yeah. So you'd be the musical one. I can pull those out as we ride and. Yeah, I I know some uh, Orc War songs. Why why don't we all sing my favorite hymn? And here's how it goes. Yes, okay, yeah. I think I know the words to that one. Yeah, okay, now we're coming up on the verse. Uh, (laughs) It is catchy. Uh, And then it ends with a sad trombone. (laughs) (laughs) So sure, I'll I'll drum a... uh, Drum a bit and sweet traveling tune. Um, awesome. All right, here we go. So I'll say uh, things things go along pretty uneventfully. Uh, you know, the roads are clogged with some refugees at certain points. Uh, you see, you know, see people who have obviously had better days. Um, and uh, I think I mentioned on a previous episode, a lot of these people are heading to Falling Water because the the generosity of the Falling Water family is is pretty well known throughout the kingdom, and uh, you know the the city prides itself on taking care of of people, and uh, so a lot of a lot of these folks that are fleeing the south are heading heading there. Others, you know, they may have relatives, but they're they're all on this. You know, they may have relatives in other towns, but they're they're all on this main main route, and uh, 
you guys are traveling along with them and, you know, they hear your bongos as you're riding along. And it's really not a lot of... Uh, we bring them a little bit of joy. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe Ajax comes out once in a while for the kids and uh, you guys are lightening the mood of a lot of people as you travel along. Um, and a lot of them, you know, obviously don't have mounts like you guys do. So you're you're making good time and um, they they seem seem you know, uh, like their hardships are, are lifted briefly as you pass by. That is so nice. Yeah. I feel very good about that. <laughs> it so, doesn't actually imp- improve their lives at all. Yeah. Just so you know, I mean, they really. go back to crying and right wrong. after. <laughs> They're still going to be in squalor and danger and all of that. And, you know, deluding them with happiness is just actually doing them a disservice. No, it is hope. Yeah, hope. that's what I'm saying. Why are you? Hope why would good. you do that to them? Yeah. Without it. hope, what is the purpose? Yeah, hope survival. No, live no. to see another day. That's right. Yeah. Um, so you guys ride along, and and Ted, you're—I uh, mean, Alaron. Sorry. <laughs> what? Uh, who the heck is Ted? Ah, his real name is released. <laughs> he just uses his middle name because he does like Alaron Ted something. Yeah. Um, it's probably in there. <laughs> So One of his aliases. I think that's the first time I've slipped in the yeah. in the podcast. What's yeah. going on? Uh, uh, so, Alaron, you are, uh, you know, more excited than usual, which is not very excited. Um, we can't tell. Yeah, no one can tell. No, of course but, not. But uh, Falling Water is is your hometown, right? Um, so that's where you uh, grew up uh, as a kind of a street urchin, uh, hanging hanging around the shrine to Ilo there. So you're kind of excited uh, to see your old stomping grounds. Um, a little, do we little know tense this? too. A little no. tense. Um, How big is Falling Water? Uh, I would say it's probably around, you know, 15 to 20,000. So okay. Fairly decent So we should size. finally be able to sell some of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Nicole would, Show's excited. You would think so. Um. And uh, you guys are riding along, and uh, the day goes by uh, fairly quickly, I think. Um, I'm not sure if you're more than a day out. I can't remember what I said uh, in one of the previous episodes. Three hours. Three, yeah. <laughs> three hours. Uh, we'll say that, you know, with all of the traffic uh, on the roads, you know, if you had to camp, you were able to do so. We'll say you camp uh, a few hours away from Falling Water have an uneventful night just to kind of move things along and um you uh wake up the next morning uh it's only a few hours into falling water um does anyone need to do anything that night we'll say that you're going to yeah ghost hand is oil up the leather yeah yeah okay get nice and clean if anyone needed to you know i don't change spells or do anything then we'll just assume that happened as well um so you get up and you hit the road the next day and uh make your way into falling water but before you get there uh you see this massive plume of smoke uh off in the distance uh in the direction of where falling water would be Uh oh Oh, no so how's your feeling of hope right now it is it is unquenched (laughs) celebratory bond even stronger (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she's 
petting Ajax yeah. furiously. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Um, so yeah, you, uh, <laughs> you continue on, pick up the pace. Uh, yes. You uh, get closer to town and, and you can start to see the... Uh, as you uh, ride along, you get closer and you can see the, you know, the town. There's um, there's like a large ridge where the falls are, uh, where falling water name comes from. Um, and the, you know, upper echelon of society lives on this, uh, on top of the falls. The merchant quarter, the uh, poor quarter of town, that's all uh, below the falls. Mm. That's the fun quarter. The fun quarter. That's where we're going. Party quarter. Uh, so they call it, you know, like uh, fall side and mist side, you know, or upper or lower, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, the town is kind of divided up in those two two sections. But um, as you get closer, you see the smoke is coming from the mist side, the lower hmm. half of the city. Um, and it's like the whole lower half of the city is covered in smoke and, um, going up to the sky. It looks like a, a fire has been burning there for quite some time. Mm. Well, it's not usually like that. <laughs> I don't remember yeah, that. I don't remember that. It does, I mean, it doesn't look like the whole city's burning. It's like a small section. Uh, a not so small section of the lower city, um, looks to have burnt at some point is recently. it the section where the shrine of Ilo is it would include that yes well shoot well shoot if you all don't mind I might might like to make a diversion to uh, visit some old friends find out what's going on right. this doesn't look good yeah I'm hoping they need some chainmail and short swords. <laughs> Is this something you have to do by yourself? Mm, yes. Okay. Well, if, maybe, you, if you wanted someone maybe. with you or not, that I well, will follow, I, but I don't I think we should all go see what is happening with the fire. Yeah, we should stick together. All right. Yeah, so you guys can ride along. Okay, well, be respectful. Yeah, these are Ted's peeps. Always I said Ted again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, these are these are your people, Alaron. So I, I can understand being, you know, the generally effusive, bubbly sort of personality that you are. That you just welcome these relative strangers into your yeah. former life. But, yeah, right. Um, so you guys ride along, uh, and you come up to the gates of the city, and uh, you see uh, that a lot of people are are kind of getting out of the town. Uh, there are, you know seem to be groups of people standing you know it's it's kind of chaotic i mean people are coming and going people standing around the guards seem a little overwhelmed so thora will go up to one of the people that's standing around mm -hmm. and try and get some information okay what well, what is what is happening um so you find out that uh during sometime during the baronote celebration um uh, a couple of nights before, the uh, uh, the city was set on fire, or a fire was started, and it burned down most of the poor quarter and the merchants' quarter of the city is is gone now. Oh my! Um, 
you inquire further, you find out that, you know, most of the city's food supply and, you know, other things, other, other goods are, are gone, Mm. you know, burned up. And, um, so it's bad news because the city was full of refugees. Like, uh, they had, you know, close to 10,000 refugees. Yes. Um, And more on the way. More on the way. Oh, this is very bad. Yeah, not good for falling water. Well, that just ruins the whole day. <laughs> Another letdown well, from Dungeon Master you, Jerry. You see what hope does for you? It means that there's an setup for opportunity sadness. for us to help. Or enact vengeance. <laughs> I wonder if that makes our loot worth more or less. I mean, if there's now a shortage on War stuff. profiteering. Wow. <laughs> Respect, man. Respect. I love Just uh, providing the needs. Yeah. Uh, All right. So you guys, uh, you can continue into town. Uh, I don't know if you wanted to head towards the where the shrine of Ilo was. There, there's still portions of the lower I city would. that are on fire. Um, but uh, that I would that like part... to go check in with my network if I see any uh, any members of the Broken Circle as we're heading there, or anybody who's you know demonstrating a belief in Ilo. I'd I'd like to stop and talk to see them what's about going what's going on. Okay, so you uh, you guys are, are kind of going through the city. You get to a um, I'll say you uh, make good progress through kind of the the burnt wreckage of the uh, lower city uh, getting closer to the shrine itself and um, uh, you get to a main main thoroughfare and uh, there is a large group of people standing around and they all seem to be watching some procession that's going going down this road okay what is the procession um, as you look, let's say you budge forward a little, little bit, uh, hop on call shows shoulders. We're still on our horses. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. right. You still yeah. have horses. So we could just push through crowds. Yep. So you're, you, uh, kind of, uh, you're getting more and more selfish as we go, man. Hellerun <laughs> <laughs> likes it. Yeah. Uh, so you get through and you can, you can see the procession. It's, uh, um, uh, probably a dozen, uh, shirtless, Men, women, half-elves, and they are, uh, just have loincloths on, basically. What? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, And uh, so they're walking down the street, and they are, you know, chanting, and they are uh, flagellating themselves. They have little whips uh, that are tied in knots and little barbs and they're kind of whipping themselves. They'll chant and then they, they all kind of simultaneously like whip their own backs and, you know, their backs are kind of welted and now, is bloody. Is this a tradition of any religion that I'm aware of? Uh, yeah, you're, you is would be familiar. Thing? You want to roll? Yeah, please. Um, we'd be looking at only 14 actually. Uh, yeah, I'd say that's good enough. Uh, you should be familiar with it. Uh, these are, uh, the, uh, the, the cult 
or the followers of Sulhad, the people that have deified the old king uh, of Ashmore. And uh, they believe he is the god of suffering. I think it came up in a previous episode. but um, And so what uh, what they like to do is come out during when there's a you know huge tragedy they come out and they they try to you know add to that to Makes sense draw their god's attention so sure. he will come and uh kind of ease their burdens and ease the suffering of those uh around them who are suffering so they they're kind of making an offering now to him um because they they believe he's crazy people thought he was crazy when he was alive and uh his followers think that he is you know kind of a crazy god and so you have to do crazy things to to gain his yeah so that makes a lot of sense that you would want to worship a crazy god right yeah yeah, yeah. um and uh cuz you're probably completely sane yourself at totally that point. sane yeah. right mm-hmm. um so they're kind of whipping themselves and they're chanting you know please come and take away your pain um let's see I actually Oh, Lord of suffering, let my tears join with those who grieve. Let my agony mingle with those who are afflicted. I give you my pain so that you may hear the cries and ease their sorrow. And then they whip themselves and they kind of repeat that and whip themselves. Neat. What a bunch of nonsense. I'm surprised you didn't become like a follower of Salhad, actually. No, why would you want to have pain? I'm just joking. Um... But Cole Show, they're asking for agony. So, you know, if you're wanting to um, add to it, start here's your chance, away. man. I don't know about that. Yeah. So it's it's kind of a, yeah, it's a weird cult. Uh, definitely on the fringe. Not as weird as the Heralds that you guys wiped out. I mean, they've been around since Solha died 100 plus years ago. Um, so, uh, you know, but it's it's definitely... Not something you see every day. That's why the crowd is there. Do I see any contacts or friends or associates in the crowds? Uh, not right now. Okay. You can scan the crowds, but it's they look to be mostly, you know, maybe merchants, uh, common folk, uh, not too many shady types okay. that you can tell. We'll keep making our way towards the shrine. Then. Okay. So as you as you start to ride on, um, the the crowd parts in front of you and from a cross street a group of guards comes bursting out and they stop the procession um and uh looks like a a captain you know some kind of leader of these guards they all appear to be wearing you know the the sigil of uh the falling water house you know like a blue and white um sort of uh waterfall design um and uh, they come out, they stop the procession, the guards sort of take up positions around this group of, you know, people. And uh, the lead guy, you know, clears his throat very loudly and shouts, By order of Martianess Fallingwater, the cult of Sulhad is hereby charged with arson, treason, and murder. Their activities within the city and the surrounding lands are to cease, and all members are subject to arrest. Any citizen with information about these accusations is ordered to report to Lord Ardwain in Miskeep Tower. It looks like they're in trouble now. Wow. Oh, snap. Yep. So the guards surround them, and they, they very willingly 
you know, kind of meekly go along. I mean, they look around like, you know, what's going on? They seem confused by this. Um, some of them are, you know, protesting their innocence, but no one's really fighting, you know, to get away or anything. Um, and, uh, so yeah, the crowd, you know, you hear some boos, you know, some people are like, boo, (laughs) (laughs) boo, (laughs) and, uh, other people, you know, clap. I mean, it's kind of a mixed bag. People don't really know what to feel about this, you know, cult. Well, we've not had a very good luck with crazy cults, so uh, I'm in I'm indifferent to their plight. All right, yeah. So riding on, riding on, yeah, right on. All right, so uh, you guys start to ride on. Could could you all roll perception as before you leave this crowd? That's the GM. Like you're not picking up on some sort of important <laughs> cue. <laughs> and eighteen, eighteen, eighteen for me too. Nice. Uh, 16, 17. Wow. So yeah, every, everyone picked up on it. Um, so as you, as you leave, I mean, there's a, there's a, you know, a sizable throng of people that witness this, uh, happening and they start to disperse at around the same time you do the show's over. Um, you are riding along, but you definitely get the sense that, uh, someone's following you. Okay. Like who? I was gonna say <laughs> what? I mean, something's following us, but do we it's know? Like there's a kind us? of a crowd, so yeah, they're they're not uh, great at this, you know. So Aleron can probably tell it's it's not someone from the broken circle, more, more than likely, because they would be a little, you know. But you just you have the feeling that someone's back there in the crowd, and you kind of see the same face, you know, pop up a couple of times. Well. I'm going to suggest to all of you that you continue to ride on at the next cross street. I'm going to break off and double back on them. All right. Find out who's following us. Who's following. We could also get out of this crowd and go down a side street too. Yeah, probably be good to get out of the crowd so you can at least uh, narrow down the likely suspects. Let's do it. Pull away. All right. So you guys uh, kind of ride off into a less uh, crowded street, um, and as you as you ride on, it's uh, it's definitely apparent that someone is, you know, trailing behind you a ways, trying to be sneaky, uh, not very good at it. And uh, Ted, you circle back around. God, what is, what is wrong with me today? Aleron. It's okay. Yeah. I have lots of nicknames in this, this is, town. Yeah. We'll just edit all those out. We'll just, <laughs> just put it in. Aleron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so, Aleron, you are uh, circling around uh, trying to sneak up behind this person. Yes. Want me to roll? Uh, sure. That would be 23. Nice. So you uh, break off from the group and just kind of, you know, you and your horse, uh, you know, blend in with the shadows. <laughs> I, I would be dismounted. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Clip clop. Uh, Clip we'll, clop. <laughs> we'll lead his horse. Put felt on the hooves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stick to the puddles. Um, so you uh, you managed to do it very, you know, in a, in a manner that uh, wouldn't draw too much attention from someone following behind. So, um, and, uh, this person 
comes along uh, and you're around a corner and the others are riding up ahead of you and uh, you feel like you can sense that somebody's around this corner and you're like, okay, here's the moment, here's the moment. And all of a sudden they come flying into view, sprawling on the ground in front of you, you know, land in a puddle and they're like, you know, oh God, oh, I, I, what, what? And they are struggling to stand up, you know, and it's, uh, I will put my knee on their back and my knife to their throat. Okay. Oh, wow. Uh, as you, uh, lean in to do that, um, you see another figure come behind this guy and you put it together that this guy was following you. This other person pushed them, you know, kicked them out into the open and you recognize this other figure that comes out from around the corner. I'll look over my shoulder to who it is. All right. So you remember this guy. Um, his name is uh, Wilbram. People call him Wilbram One-Eye because he has one eye. Surprise, surprise. Um, Creative. Clever. Yeah. And uh, uh, maybe you gave him that name, Aleron. <laughs> Uh, Maybe I gave him the one eye. (laughs) 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 Could be true. Uh, So Wilbram is, uh, you know, he's a very uh, proficient, uh, successful beggar in the area. But what most people don't realize is he's also one of the top lookouts for the broken circle. Uh, Kind of gathers information, uh, looks out for guards and trouble, and uh, he's he's definitely well connected in the city. Uh, you know that you know him. He knows you. Um, he was also uh, an orphan that was sheltered by the temple or the shrine of Ilo. Um, so you kind of uh, you're much older than he was, but you know he grew up there, and and so he uh, he kicked this man out, and uh, he's like, hey, Elrond. You're looking out for me, one eye. Uh, as much as I can. Good to see you again. Good to see you. It's been a while. A little smoky around here. Yeah, you noticed. Good. <laughs> Haven't lost your touch. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, Does the shrine yet stand? Yeah, that's why I'm here. I, I saw you come into town with your friends and uh, I wanted to let you know that the the shrine's gone Father Gyrewolf is uh, burnt dead Uh, are you sure? I'm pretty sure as sure as a person with one eye can get have you seen the body in two dimensions? I saw him go into the shrine and start to Get the children out, and he he never came out himself before the flames engulfed it. Sad to hear. I figured you wouldn't be too broken up by it, but I just wanted to let you know. Uncharacteristically giving of him to rush in and save people? Well, as Hilo demands from us, uh, we have to be good to those that are seeking to come to his shadow. (laughs) so what's behind the fire that's a good question I also wanted to talk to you about that but maybe we should see who our new friend is here first oh yes 
he was doing a very poor job of trying to follow you. And I thought uh, maybe he needs more, a few lessons before he should try to do something like that again. So do tell, sir. What's uh, your name? So if you uh, let him roll over or pick the guy up. Oh, no. I keep my knee on his back and my knife to his throat. <laughs> okay. So uh, we'll say that you guys managed to make it back yeah, to we'll, this we'll come thing. Back. Yeah, I mean, I said we were probably riding and kind of glancing back. And then if we spot yeah. this activity, then okay. we'll turn around and kind of go clomping up. So you guys go clomping up and take in that scene. Um and uh, see this new new person, this one-eyed person, and this uh, other guy on the ground that uh, Aleron's holding a knife t- uh, to his throat. And this guy looks very, you know, scared. I mean, his eyes are huge, and he, he looks like a, you know, regular person, uh, kind of uh, middle-aged, a little on the pudgy side. And uh, Not that there's anything wrong with that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But, you know, he's not a fighter or anything. He's not, uh, he, he looks like, uh, could be a, you know, a not successful merchant. Um, <laughs> not <laughs> just successful. Struggling. Struggling merchant. merchant aspiring merchant. Um, so he's, uh, he, he looks very scared. Uh, and he's obviously um, a little overwhelmed by all the activity and, and you did you say you asked him his name or yes okay it's like ah, i'm harbin harbin bayside i'm i'm sorry I, I i i was just trying to catch up with the the big fellow over there i i i i'm very sorry i i, I didn't mean to anything by it i i didn't mean to bother you all i, I just and please what sort let of go. assistance are you wanting from us uh well i i i heard that that young man i heard him say dark star um and I, I, back at the the crowd there at the intersection, and I, I thought maybe he'd be one one of us. Oh, I've told you you say that too much. I, I might have muttered it. I don't know. Sometimes I talk <laughs> to the horse. Sometimes I talk to the coin. I mean, coin, it's not like horse. you're very talkative. <laughs> <laughs> see what you leave me with. Uh, Who is one of us? Oh, uh, I'm. Oh. I guess there's no point now. I, I, I am one of the Solhadim, the followers of Solhad. I, I came from Helvik to meet with my, my fellows here in in town. Uh, I'm j- I'm just a fisherman by trade, and uh, I, you know, I, I was here visiting, and I, I don't know why they're arrested. I, they had nothing to do with this fire and murder and treason. I, I, I don't and know. How do you know that? I, I was w- with them. We, we were you know, having a meal during Baronote Uh, when others are out celebrating and, 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 you know, making merry. I mean, we, we tend to, you know, (laughs) like, like to, uh, uh, whip ourselves, whip ourselves and, you know, be miserable together. Um, so he's, he's like, you know, I, you know, I, I know for sure that they, they had nothing to do with this. Indeed. So why did you, Think that I was one of this? You you mentioned one of our, our Lord's names, uh, Darkstar. All right, that. Mm. That's the name of my horse. <laughs> you worship a horse? <laughs> he's he's like oh oh so you you yeah I, I take it you're not a member you're not you don't follow Silhad. 
No, nobody here is into self-flagellation. I don't really have time for these gods. They have never done anything for me. I, well, you know, I, I, I can tell you, I, I, you know, Selhad came to me in, when I was in a, in a bad way. I just lost my uh, my father and my brother in a in a storm, and I, I, I saw him, and he he took my pain away and saved me, and. So n never mind. You well, know. Good for you. He yeah. did not come for me when I lost my father and my mother in my village, and the orcs came for me. I, I'm sorry to hear that. I, I really am. Uh huh. I'll let the poor fishermen up. Okay. Oh, I should say that you saw that they all had, all the people were naked uh, from mm -hmm. the waist up, but they had nooses around their neck. And as you mm -hmm. pick this guy up, he has a noose under his clothing. Um, that's kind of their their deal. Yeah. Oof. If I might offer you some recommendations. Fun at parties, I bet. Yep. Take off your holy symbol and get out of town before your suffering increases again. Yes, I, I mean, I, I feel like I should talk to some, someone. Um, I, I, I know, but maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe I should, I should just get out of town while I can. Uh, thank you. Uh, I'm sorry again for following you and, and the misunderstanding. Please. So, so what was your name again? Harbin. Harbin. Why uh, anybody, uh, why would you think somebody would, I guess, frame the your cult? We've always been kind of on the outside, um, you know, not not welcome at parties. Yeah, you, you don't make many friends outside. <laughs> well, yes, but burning down half the city is yeah. a, seems like a, a kind of extreme way to set up a bunch of lunatics. I, I think it, it stems from the fact that whenever there is a tragedy, that's that's when people see us. That's when we come out, and that's when we feel like we need to do our work to, to help them alleviate their suffering. But many people think that we are the cause of it, and maybe yeah. that's what happened. Well, yes. a lot of people confuse correlation and causation, so you might want to consult with a PR form to <laughs> you know change that. Uh, I'll, but... I'll look into this PR firm that you talk about <laughs> but it sounds like perhaps somebody did in fact burn the city down in which case well, clearly this could be part of the larger war effort to destabilize the the local city you can't figure out one group of people that would try to frame you you just like everybody doesn't like you and wants to frame you well i think they're an easy group to yeah. frame yeah target it just means that the people who actually did do it are out there and probably need to die gods do like martyrs Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was Ardwain? Uh yes, Lord Ardwain. But it was uh Falling Water herself who ordered this. That they were criminalized. The yes. Okay. Yes. Hmm. But anyone with information is supposed to report to Lord Ardwain in Miskeep Tower. Okay, what do I know about Ardwain? Uh you know that Ardwain is the Castellan for Lady Falling Water, oh. pretty much manages uh, a lot of the, you know, government functions and, you know, the keep and everything is uh, his, sort of like a, you know, governor, seneschal, whatever you want to call him. Gotcha. But Lady Falling Water is not actually here, though, right now. I mean, they're on the way to Old Home, right. aren't they? Mm -hmm. uh, you know that. The lady falling water, the the young lady falling water that you met, Florenza. Florenza, I just found that. Yes, is the daughter 
of the ruler of this area. Oh, I thought she was the... I did too. Yeah, her mother is actually in charge. So she gave you her ring and she told you to bring it to her mother yeah. oh i forgot about the ring we weren't gonna take it but i think uh, thora has that yes you were kind of <laughs> <laughs> you were like in, weren't you the one like i can't remember who that took feels it. like so long ago now. it was so <laughs> long ago i'm pretty sure i have it now okay because I, I think i did not want to take her ring I yeah did not want to take that her sounds ring. like a thora thing to do that was like episode one yeah that was pretty Number early two. on. Episode two. Well, I don't know who took it, but I have it now. <laughs> it got handed around. We need to go back and listen to the tape. Yeah. Uh, we have this recorded, so we can reference that later. Uh, but uh, someone has we're, we're it. We're recording this? <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. Uh, and uh, yeah, so what are you guys going to do? Let him go? Kill him? Oh, yeah. I'm well, sending him on his well, way. No, no, we should, no, no. Wait, we should kill him. Let us throw well, why don't we take it's more baggage that way to the? <laughs> yeah, we should go to Miskeep. I mean, yep. you know, I tried to balance the skeletons, and if this crazy cold didn't actually cause the problem, they probably shouldn't, you know, die for it. I don't care. Uh, say one eye. Yes. Where are the circle gathering now? That is a good question. Uh, they are. Uh, um, they have a a house in the noble quarter up in the in the falls that they they go to occasionally i would guess that they might regroup there are there any clergy of ilo still practicing uh father garwolf uh was the one running the the show and the others i i don't know where they're at and who is caring for the orphans now uh that i can't tell you they may have scattered you know how they are who, orphans? What's that supposed to mean? Well, the the shrine of Ilo caters to a very select, yeah, we've special got that. Yeah, kind we got of that. orphan. <laughs> oh, we've been on the road for a little bit with this guy. <laughs> you know oh. what that's I see. like. So, uh, uh, hello, you one eye, uh, Wilbram. Wil- or you can call him one eye, whatever. Uh, so you're one of him, huh? Uh, Something. He he went down a more clerical route, obviously. Yeah, he's very preachy. I'm I'm more theoretical, he's more applied. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> huh. Uh we we did spend some time together at the shrine to Ilo and grew up together, I, I guess you could say. Well, I guess it's good to meet you. Good to meet you. I didn't cool catch show. your name. Uh, yes, Cull Show. See how he just tells you his real name? You just ask him and he tells you. Mm-hmm. Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> I'm uh, very direct. He winks at you with his one eye. Maybe it's a blink. You don't know. Um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, he's like, well, this uh, is an interesting story. Uh, I guess it kind of ties into other information I have for you. Are you sure you want me to share it around your friends? No, I'm not sure. He shares everything with us. It's okay. <laughs> it's really an open Very book. Very giving. <laughs> and the way he talks in his sleep, you'd be surprised what we know. And oh, that, that scares the hell out of me. <laughs> wow. Um, so uh, Wilbram uh, will tell you that 
he was uh, he was begging outside of the shrine uh, two weeks ago, maybe a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, when a couple of strange men came to the shrine, uh, asked for Father Geyerwolf, um, went inside, talked to Father Geyerwolf, and, and he overheard parts of the conversation um, because there was some shouting involved. And from what he gathered... Uh, he he so, sounded like these men did not appreciate the fact that Father Geyerwolf was taking in all these orphans of, uh, you know, lesser races, you know, half elves and halflings and just asking him to be a little more selective with who he takes in and who he cares for and who he feeds from now on. And Father Geyerwolf, to his credit, uh, was having none of that. Of course. And uh, uh, Wilbram tells you that the last thing he heard was Father Geyerwolf say, you know, there's room for all in Ilo's shadow. And then That's before right. he physically threw them out of the shrine. And uh, the men started to walk away. And uh, one of them, you know, was obviously upset and started to put a hand on a dagger and uh, started to turn back. Oh, that's not wise. And uh, the other one, the other guy grabbed him, stopped him, and said, Don't worry, they'll all burn soon enough. And then he decided to follow them after that and, and learned that they were going someplace called Stone Cups. He didn't know what that meant for someone who's well versed in, uh, you know, information. And collecting information, it was unusual to hear of someplace reference that he did not know about. So Hmm. that's why he thought he would share that story with you. What did he, what did you notice about these two men? Two humans, medium build. Red robes? No robes. They looked, how would I say? I wouldn't say they were, you know thugs but definitely like weren't quite dressed like merchants but obviously were not merchants carrying daggers and all and throwing their weight around Mm -hmm. so they look like you no one eye doesn't look like that (laughs) (laughs) he looks like a beggar he's pretty scruffy so thug-ish thug-ish but trying to not look the part. And, and have you not shared this information with the authorities? <laughs> we, we're not on the best speaking terms with the authorities. Oh, that's so sweet. Cool show. <laughs> um, so he's, he's like, you know, uh, it's like I, I try not to get involved in these things. Uh, obviously, trade and will be, uh, you know, our trade and he looks at Aleron will be hurt for a while as, uh, you know, the, the Marchioness has declared three days of solemnity, which basically oh. means that trade and all other things have basically stopped just essential functions so people can clean up and mourn the dead and do all of their various rites that they need to do um, for the next three days. Because of the fire? Because of the fire. Ah, okay. 
Well, when I, if you could pass the word to all the faithful and the broken circle to find a place for the orphans to gather, we need to reestablish the networks. Will you be coming back to take Gyrewolf's place? I suppose it might be time. It might be. We'd welcome you back. So I will be in touch and let you know where I am staying and how you can contact me. Sounds good. But put the word out on the streets that the children will find a home. Uh, They will be safe under his shadow again. I will do that. You stay safe in the shadows as well. And you, brother. All right. So they kiss and part ways. Peck on the cheek. Isn't that your custom? No, straight lip on lip action. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All this shadows. Uh, So it sounds like we should probably go uh, to Mistkeep Tower. All right. Straighten some things out. So that's uh, in... You know, up uh, the main keep that's uh, so on the up, up top. Up top. And Ron, you're you're okay with this? Okay with what? Going through this uh, mesquite tower. I have much to attend to at this point. I mean, it sounds like uh, some other organization just tried to burn your organization to the ground. I don't think it was directed just at us. I think it was where the shrine lay that mattered. Mm. And I still suspect that Garwolf is safe somewhere. He's too cagey and clever. All right. Well, I'll get this Darbin to the feet, to his feet. Harbin, yep. Harbin? Harbin. Oh my Harbin. God, is he still here? <laughs> um, and then I'm going to uh, tighten that noose and then grab the end of the rope. Come. Oh. Whoa, no. <laughs> just, I don't want him running off. Let him run off. He no, needs we're going to, to go. We're going to take him. Why are we Why? taking him? Well, because he's a, a, he's a member of this organization, and he's going to uh, tell them what he knows. But he'll just be locked up too. He has nothing to tell them. He does. He's an alibi that they were... Uh, you know, not, he, he will not be considered an alibi. They're all each other's alibi, and it does no good. You are wrong. Eh. <laughs> Your trust and authority is misguided. It is merely a form of power. A boot heel upon his neck is bad as the noose he wears by choice. So if it uh, if it's all that bad, then why have it? To take advantage of the loopholes. Well, it makes them feel safe, and the rest of us can scamper in the shadows. With real safety. You know, real safety is then out in the woods with the wolves. This could is a bunch of nonsense. Could we ask him if he wants to stay his, say, state his peace to the authorities or not? Give him the choice? I really wasn't inclined to give him a choice. Uh, he's going he's gonna to be like, he's still scared. Yeah. You know, this whole exchange yeah. is uh, over his head. And he, he's like, I, I just, I'll, I'll, I'll leave. I'll, I'll head back to Helvik. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Please let me go. You might want to find a better god as well. Might I suggest Ilo? Pamphlet. Here's a pamphlet. Yeah. Uh, Do you really think that that guy would be? No. Yeah. The only thing you can thrust in is fine steel. Fine. Mm-hmm. 
I'll toss the noose. Get out of here. All right. So he tucks the noose back into his shirt and you know pulls it tight. And is it like he... a silk rope noose or is it hemp rope noose? Uh, well, if you some of them do, some of them have like rough ones. Some really? of them have like fancier Does ones. Does it state their class in the? Not really. No. Just a personal preference. <laughs> It seems like they, personal preferences and nooses. I, it seems like they would all want the hemp, though. Like as uh, heavy and itchy yeah. and uncomfortable yeah. as it can be. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Yeah, yeah. Those posers with their silk. <laughs> their silk. Yeah, I don't think so. They probably Jeez. get judged within. Yeah, know. get shamed. Oh yeah, I've been following Dark Star for a long time now. <laughs> I was following Dark Star before it was cool. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that's exactly the way they talk. Um, so you guys are heading to Mistkeep Tower, I'm guessing? Yeah. Lead the way, I'll run. Right. So you, uh, you make your way through the streets and, uh, you see, you know, that the, yeah, the merchant quarters, there are people kind of sorting through some of the, uh, you know, uh, what remains of the buildings and things, uh, throughout the town. Some of it's still too hot to get near. Um, but it's, it's a, total disaster it's a complete loss the docks um by the river um everything is gone the ships are gone they burned um it's pretty pretty tragic people must have happened quickly because people couldn't get their ships unmoored fast enough to get away i mean a lot of distractions with the baronote celebration but um you know obviously swept through the town very quickly um and, so unnaturally quickly? Uh, that would be your guess. Seems okay. strange. Um, and you uh, make your way up to the upper city and find your way to Miskeep. Uh, and there are guards there. And they challenge you as you approach. I say, greetings. <laughs> I'm Gil Montrose of the Social Beneficent Society. <laughs> These are my companions, <laughs> Elena Belrin and Derp. I'll wave. <laughs> I will look smile at him. on the face. <laughs> I will look at him aghast. <laughs> what happened? Uh, so, what business do you have at the Mistkeep Tower? We uh, would like to petition Lord Ardwain for uh, some assistance in helping the orphans who have been put out in the streets due to the fire. Lord Ardwain is busy dealing with matters as a result of the fire right now. Oh, he doesn't of course, need of any course. And, interruptions. And who of, uh, of, of his underlings would have the time to meet with us in helping the poor citizenry? That will all be sorted out in time, and it's not Lord Ard Ardwain's place to decide. He has weightier matters. Well, we, we have heard tales of uh, these horrible soul hotties gathering up the poor orphans and we need to do something about it you have information about the Sohaldeen? yes we we've seen it for ourselves walking through town though those horrible noose wearing crazy people just gathering up the children and and putting nooses around their necks it's like, oh, he seems kind of aghast by that. <laughs> he, he looks at his uh, fellow uh, guard and, and they're like, they're like, if you have information about the, the cult, uh, please, you know, please enter. Uh, I will I will lead you uh, to Lord Ardwain. Oh, thank you very much. So uh, they 
he opens up the the door, a little side gate. You go into this uh, large tower um, that, uh, again, sits on top of the upper city by the falls. And you get inside, and it's it's um, it's pretty modest as far as you know what you would expect. Very functional, um, you know. The this is what the Falling Water, you know, family is known for: uh, modesty and uh, generosity. And so uh, it, it's you're familiar with it, but this is for everyone else's benefit. This is sort of what uh, uh, what you would expect, having heard tales of the Falling Water family. Um, so you, you go in and you are in some corridor and they lead you back into a small, uh, sort of, uh, um, very tidy office, uh, looking space, uh, some books on the shelves and there's, a um, you know, old man sitting there, uh, appears to be, might, might have some elven blood, uh, kind of hair is all wild and he's balding, you know, and his hair is kind of flying all over the place. Uh, and, uh, he, uh, looks very busy looking at, uh, papers on his desk and he looks up as the guard approaches and, and the guards like, uh, Lord Ardwain, these, uh, citizens, uh, I forget their names. Uh, they may Gil have Montrose, <laughs> Gil nice Montrose, uh, may have information about the cult of Solhad. So he uh, looks up and he's like, yes, yes. What can you tell me? Well, Lord Ardwain, we are sad to tell you that the cult of Solhad has spread all across this land. We've seen evidence of their works from here to Endwall. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Are you guys going to challenge that or anything? I'm just... Looking very. Everyone's looking very, very concerned. concerned. <laughs> like, what um, is going on here? So I thought we were here to get them out of trouble. I suppose we are. <laughs> it got you in the door, but I, I don't know if you yeah, want to yeah, yeah. get them executed or anything. But <clears throat> so, hi. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a little confusion here, um, but uh, uh, we we have evidence that that the um, cult of Salhad Salhad Sal that it, it, that does not roll off my tongue <laughs> um, is not responsible for the fire, and in fact there must be a much more nefarious uh, band behind it. <laughs> and you're smiling. Uh-huh. Uh, so he looks kind of confused. He looks to, to you, Thora, and then back to you, Gil Montrose. Uh, and he's he's like, uh, so are, are, is this cult of Sohad, are they, you're telling me they're uh, involved or not involved? They, I am confused right they're now. They're innocent. They're, they're not a good cult, but they are innocent of yeah. this crime. They did not set the fire. Uh, but they they still are crazy, but that does not mean that they are... We don't know for sure, but... We're pretty uh, sure. There are slavery cults. There are uh, agents of the usurper working all across the land. So we have reason to believe that the fires were not started by the Solhadi. Okay. 
So he, at that, he kind of pushes himself away from his desk and he's like looking at you a little more, uh, you know, shrewdly. And he's like kind of weighing you now. And it's like, yes, yes, we've heard similar things happening throughout the realm. Um, what, what else do you know? So what brings you here? What information do you have that could prove this? I'll pull out Lady Falling Water's ring. We were sent here by the Lady Falling Water. See? Lady Fleur. The young Falling Lady Water. The, the Falling young, Water. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm full show and we are pledged to her service to fight against uh, Scornsby and win the rightful rule of this kingdom and all that. You are the friends that she talked about from Endwall, then. Yes! Oh, she mentioned us. us. Friends, that's yes, you can say that. Uh, yeah. she did. She yes. told us that uh, we sh- hopefully expect you, but to be honest, from what she told us, we assumed you had died. Well, you know, Aww. we just took... We ran into a couple of things that uh, kind of... There's been a few, uh, few attempts to make us dead, but yeah. uh, it has worked out in things the other way. happened. Yes. Right. So he's like, now, but what do you know about the cult of Salhad that could uh, prove their innocence? I, I don't understand how these two things uh, intersect. We know that they were all partying together. And we also know that uh, sharing their bitter herbs and bitter drinks, <laughs> celebrating. Yeah. And, uh, the anti celebration. Yes. We've spoken of a witness from another shadowy group who says that the place was going to burn before it actually started to burn ah yes i i've i've heard that they have been claiming that they were all together at some kind of you know really boring sounding party uh but uh we have reason to believe that the people were householders householders really they had been threatening the the caretaker of the orphans down below had been threatening him not to take in uh Mixed race orphans. You must be talking about the Shrine of Ilo. They had a run-in with Father Geyerwolf, I take it. Indeed. Hmm. What else? What else do you know? What else did you find out? Well, that is a lot of stuff. <laughs> so, if you could be more specific in what you're looking for, we could provide the information that is most relevant to you. Yeah, I I think uh, the Wilbram One Eye uh, mentioned uh, that they said something about going to Stone Cups. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Uh, So uh, if one of you mentions that, that might that might trigger something in the old man's. So yes, the 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 people that we believe are the starter of the fire uh, were going to Stone Cups. Stone Cups, you say? Yes. Ah, that that is very interesting. Please. Come with me. We will meet the Marchioness and uh, tell her of uh, your arrival. Okay. And there was some discussion of, uh, you know, some recompense for our travels and journeys. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Here. And then he reaches into a drawer and you can see him fiddling with something. And he, and he pulls out a bag of coins and he's like, she made sure that we set this aside should you arrive. She was very insistent upon it, said that you deserved much more for what you had done for her. Uh, so here, could I please have the ring back? Oh, oh, right. Uh, here it is. <laughs> okay. And, and Thora will take the bag of coins. 
All right. What? Yeah, I'll step in front of Aileron. Aileron was reaching oh, for it, yeah. and she just snagged it. <laughs> Everybody made eye contact with each other except for you. <laughs> Yoink. Uh, so. okay, well, we got our reward. We won. That was Yay. it. This is a great Yay. campaign. Yay. Thank Yay. you, Done. 20 episodes. <laughs> so could you promise me perhaps a halt on the persecution of the Saladad until we find... Come come with me and we'll we'll relay this okay. these facts to the Marchioness. So uh, she, he takes you to down uh, the corridor to a larger room, opens up into uh, kind of uh, not necessarily a throne room, but uh, a large receiving uh, area. And uh, there's a table... And at the head of the table is, uh, um, I don't know, she's probably in her 50s, uh, close to 60. Very stern looking um, uh, woman. Uh, and he, uh, uh, Ardwain, uh, ushers you in. She doesn't bother to look up. And she's like, yes, yes, Ardwain, what is it now? And uh, he... <laughs> He, uh, he's like, uh, my lady, uh, I have some uh, friends of your daughter here. They arrived with her ring. And then she like head snaps up and she's like, they did. Uh, that is most impressive. Please come forward. I assume you gave them their payment. And he's like, yes, I did, my lady. And... Uh, so he, he's like, but they have more information about the cult of Selhad and, and the fire, perhaps, that you need to hear. So you relay the story to her, mm-hmm. mention stone cups, and then she like immediately looks at Ardwain and, um, and she's like, uh, she's like, stone cups? And like, that, that is one of the, the men that came forward to implicate the cult in the first place. Oh, there you go. Oh, I thought it was a place. I did too. He's like, yes, if they were referring to a place, I, I uh, the man who came forward, uh, his name was Parrish Stonecup. He is the nephew of one of my bannermen. Then I would be concerned your bannermen may be infiltrated by the householders. Uh, he is a grumpy old fool. I haven't seen him in many years, but he was always a thorn in my side. I wouldn't imagine he would side with... You know, such a group or fight against the rightful queen. People surprise you. It's like, uh, I, I, how do we approach this, Ardwain? I need your counsel, old friend. And, you know, Ardwain is, you know, it's like, I, I don't know what we can do. The, you know, cold, cold March family is, has always been prickly. And so you get from their discussion that basically, you know, there are divisions within the nobility. He's one of the old, uh, the Cold March family, one of the uh, original inhabitants of this kingdom thousand years ago. Oh, okay. And the Falling Waters are from Thuringar, one of the invaders mm-hmm. that took over. Um, and so uh, he's he's kind of the, uh, one of her barons that has always rallied um, the non- Thuringari peoples um, Mm. wanting, you know, like equality and all things and has been kind of a, you know, 
low grade pain in the butt for a long, long time. Um, but she hasn't seen him. He lives on an estate upriver, uh, west of the falls in the mountains. Um, he's very wealthy, what you gather, but she gathering, you know, with no food, refugees gathering for war. A lot of her men have already left and traveled to old home. She doesn't have anyone that could go and, and check on this. And that's where you guys come in, right? Hero ah, pose. Yes. Heroes. Uh, for a price. <laughs> All right. That's good to hear. Uh, so, yeah, she she uh, it takes them a while to get around to it. But eventually they're they're like, uh, you you have proven yourselves very capable. I'm wondering if you could make some inquiries at the Cold March estate to see if you notice anything unusual and report back before I order what men I have left at my disposal to head out there. We are very good at inquiring. Mm. All right. So you guys are in? I would ask that you requisition a building for a temporary housing for the Shrine of Ilo so that the orphans can be kept safe. Okay. She uh, she looks at you and she's kind of a no, uh, no-nonsense sort of uh, lady. And she, uh, she, you know, nods her head and she's like, yes, that will be done. Sweet. Okay. That should be payment enough for us. Save the orphans. <laughs> Yay. Hooray. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm oh, good. Oh, Elrond's good with that. All awesome. Right. I'm, wow. I'm, I'm getting a temple. Are you kidding? Yeah, that's good. Okay. I didn't uh, think he could be happy. <laughs> uh, he almost smiled there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I don't suppose there's a place to sell stuff. <laughs> wow. Uh, or spend stuff, yeah. Uh, so the what? Ardwain, he says, I'll have uh, one of my uh, stewards uh, look at what you have. Uh, obviously, we, we need all that we can get. Um, some fine chainmail and short swords and can crossbows. We we can do the shopping montage next time. Yeah, so he'll he'll uh, hook you up and uh, give you a fair price for anything that yes. you want to offload. <laughs> um, but you know the merchants are going to be uh, prohibited from doing uh, much of anything. So uh, you have to take what they're offering, which will be fair. It'll be fair. I even have a trapped chest. Look at this. <laughs> Look at this. Don't open it. Open up that bag of holding and start shaking things out. <laughs> uh, so so classy. Yeah, uh, you guys. Uh, so west of town, uh, along the river, there's the Cold March Estate, uh, and the man that uh, supposedly lives there is named Jobron Cold March, and he has a nephew named Parish Stonecup. And now you have been tasked with investigating um traitors yeah uh but they definitely find it very odd that uh parish stone cup would be one of the men that came forward and said that it was this cult that started the fire and they know it was arson because it started in multiple places you get that from the conversation as well so it was suspicious how quickly it spread and most people were partying and you know, enjoying themselves and drinking too much. So mm. it was the exact wrong time for this to happen. Well, 
but let's not go in with any preconceived notions about uh, Stone March. He might just be grumpy, but that doesn't mean he's involved. But his nephew might be. Uh, that's maybe. Let's just yeah. Let's keep an open mind. There's right. some manipulation going on. Yeah. Hmm. Lots of layers upon layers of yeah. Yes. Information. You guys are peeling them back. Good job. I think we'll uh, probably call it quits there before you march off to uh, do your investigation at the Cold March Estate. Mm. Well, I'm just glad we got to check off a main quest line because that was, that was bugging me. Yeah, it's been a it's long been sitting in that corner time. of the screen. Yeah. <laughs> quest complete and we get some experience for it. Yeah. Uh, well, good job, guys. Uh, we'll pick it up next time at episode 21. Cool. Maybe, maybe you'll get to use the sword next time. <laughs> <laughs>